Welcome to episode five of the Stick to Football podcast. I'm your host, Connor Rogers, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Miller, and also joined by our good Bleacher Report friend from the BR Mag, Natalie Weiner. Natalie, you think your boss said it best, you know, just to give the folks out there an idea of what the BR Mag is. It's kind of heading in the direction of what Grantland was. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit, it's definitely like a prestige angled kind of thing. All the weird deep dives that you wouldn't expect, like that's what we're trying to do anyway. So a little Grantland-esque, a little just like, you know, trying to take things to the next level here at Bleacher Report. No doubt. I've really enjoyed it. I think a lot of our premium in-depth pieces have come from there. You know, me and Matt have been following it for so long. So I just want to hear about your rise to Bleacher Report. I mean, I know you come from Billboard, <laughs> yeah, and you are 26, correct? Yep. So, I mean, you're telling some pretty incredible stories at such a young age, and you know, how did you get here? Where did you go to school? What let you know? What came after that? Totally, it's a little bit of a random story. So I grew up in Seattle. Okay. You know, that's okay. the Seahawks. Anybody who's if seen you, my Twitter. If you follow Natalie, <laughs> you know You're aware that. that I'm a big Seahawks fan. And so, yes, I'm from Seattle originally. Um, and I went to school at Columbia, just uptown from where we're at here in New York. Um, and I didn't really think I wanted to be a writer. Like, it wasn't even something that had occurred to me. But I loved music. I thought I wanted to be a music teacher. And over my time at Columbia, I was just like oh, people get paid to write about music. (laughs) It just sort of, it all came to me at once. And I was like, this would be a cool thing to pursue. So I did. And I actually started journalism school and dropped out. So (laughs) shout out to, you know, going a weird way (laughs) to to your destination. You know, you don't have to just do it the way people tell you to do it. As a former business major, (laughs) I can tell you. I was going to say, as a paramedics major, uh, yeah, high five. (laughs) Yeah, the State to Football podcast is just quite the uh, mess of people. Ragtag. (laughs) Ragtag Molly crew of people that ended up in this field by accident, I would say so. But, yeah, um, it's definitely, it, it was weird. So anyway, I dropped out of journalism school, wrote for free for a long time about music for various blogs and stuff. And then I got on board at Billboard. I started as an intern and then eventually they hired me full time. Um, and I was an editor at the magazine there for a little over a year. And it was like, you know, I learned a ton. It was awesome. And I started this podcast with my coworker Adele called Ballin' Out. And it was where we talked about music and sports and we had athletes and artists come on. And kind of just wound up doing so much sports-adjacent stuff at Billboard that I think um, the Bleacher Report people caught wind, and they were like, come over here and do that. And so, yeah, it's definitely like I don't have the sports X's and O's background necessarily, but I have really loved writing about sports so far. It's been great. So, Natalie, you said something there that is really interesting to me because I'm sure you get asked a lot, like we both do, how do you you get your start? How do you get your start? And I've always told people I did this as a hobby for a long time until I kind of stumbled upon Bleacher Report and applied and, you know, did the free thing for a little while and then part time then full time. So but a big like sticking point in sports media right now is people who say you should not work for free. But we have all done that. So where do you stand on that? Because I know there are so many people listening who want our jobs at some point and they're probably going to, you know, they're going to come take our jobs from us. (laughs) So what is your advice? I mean, should people do the free route or is there not like a boilerplate answer to that? Yeah. I mean, I do think it's a little different for everybody. If you've spent a long time, like sort of 
busting your chops at like your student paper or something. I think that's a little bit of a different scenario where you've really had a lot of time writing and on deadline and for editors and the whole nine yards. Like that's a different story. But for me, at least, like I just wasn't a great writer when I started, you know, and I needed that practice. And so writing for free, if you can find a setup where you have somebody who actually cares about what you're doing and is willing to give you feedback and kind of like guide you along the way, then I think it's worthwhile. Um, if you're in a situation where you're just like writing stuff and nobody cares and you don't, it's not helping you, then don't do that. You know, but I, yeah. when I first started, I like, I was writing at a Caribbean music blog, which I knew nothing about. Oh it's really random, but I found on Craigslist and the guy was like, come and write and you know, it's going to be for free, but I was working with him and he had a lot of experience. And so he really taught me a lot. So it wound up being a beneficial, but, um. I do think it's different for everybody, but I'm not one of those people who's like never work for free because I do think, you know, for me at least, I learned a ton that way. So Yeah, there's definitely value to it. I mean, I, I wouldn't have gotten it anywhere close to just the connections alone, but also what you learn. So it's not technically working for free if you are gaining something, something in return that's not necessary, you know, monetary value. But, you know, it's also interesting because... Uh, you know, not only are you, you know, the BR mag position and obviously coming from a non-writing background and, you know, starting out primarily in covering music, but you obviously grew up a sports fan, correct? So, Well, that's an interesting question, actually. I mean, like growing up, I really didn't have much connection to sports. Like I went to Mariners games. That was kind of the thing that, because it was the time when everybody went to Mariners games, like when I was young, when they were great. Um, but I like, cause I grew up with just my mom and she is not a sports person. And so like, it was just the two of us basically. And it was kind of like sports, what? Yeah. like <laughs> Whatever, totally right? separate. But I started to kind of understand in high school. And then when I got to college, I was actually in marching band at Columbia, which is embarrassing. Yes, there you go. But, um, anyway, yes, yes. I learned a lot about football and I learned a lot about basketball because we went to every single game for both of them. So it was sort of like immersion in sports. And I sort of started to understand why it was important to people. And then, you know, the Seahawks obviously had this renaissance and it was just like, oh, it was kind of a nice way to stay connected to my hometown, you know, because everybody I knew from Seattle was all of a sudden like so excited about the Seahawks. And I was like, oh, maybe I should pay attention to this. That's awesome. So, you know, besides those challenges and those are basic, you know, career challenges that anyone can face. For me, it was learning video when I came to Bleacher Report. For Matt, it was transitioning into sports full time and doing it from a remote location. But, you know, what is the challenge of, you know, being a woman covering such a male dominant field that's the NFL and Natalie doesn't just cover just the NFL but a lot of the stories if you kept up with her work recently and you should if you have you know if you haven't you know covering such a male dominant field and it's not just that the players in the NFL are males it's that a lot of the media you come across are also males so what are the challenges day to day with that um I mean it's it's interesting in that it's not so different from music music definitely has more women than sports does but it's it's also pretty male dominated and you know there's a lot of issues with sexism and stuff and I really think like the biggest challenges not so much the subjects but like just kind of the clapback you know like people online and sometimes other writers can be patronizing you know but that's not as much of an issue as just kind of all the feedback you get and just like the onslaught of crap on yeah. the internet well, you're a girl you didn't play football like that's, right just the worst twitter person ever <laughs> yeah ever. just weird stuff and it was like 
but really, I mean, when I went to the Spring League, you know, when I just did this big feature on that and it came out last week and it was like my first b- really big thing here. And I was there for four days, like, hanging out, and I was the only woman on the premises, basically, except for, like, one of the trainers. In West Virginia, correct? Yeah. 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 And if you haven't read it, it truly is a fantastic story. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to cut Natalie off here. I want, I want to hear more about <laughs> it from this perspective, not just the written version. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was almost surprising to me, like, how welcoming everyone was. Like, they really, I didn't feel like I had to deal with sexism, basically, at all. I mean, you know, there was some subtext of, like, guys who were maybe hitting on me but it, you know that yeah. stuff is as long as you can tune it out and like focus on what's important that's fine you know and they all they talked to me like I was a person they gave me everything I wanted to know you know it was like once they saw that I was taking it seriously and that I was there to you know tell their story they were totally open and I was you know in the locker room I was on the sideline you know it was just awesome and I felt I was like okay maybe I can actually do this you know because it was definitely jumping the deep end a little bit but it was great but then it's like you see you know I just did this story with Kelsey Plum and the responses online are just it's disgusting you know like the way that people and you know I deal with that once in a blue moon when something I write gets really successful for her that's daily you know that's like her life every single day and so that makes it for me feel like I have more of a responsibility to cover her because like if we bring her more to the forefront, hopefully that stuff starts to fade. Of course, fade rather than the classic, you know, kitchen response. Right. right. With some person hiding behind a cartoon, Abby. Yeah. Or, like, how, I don't know how low you have to, you know, be to do that kind of stuff. But that is the world, the sports world especially, that we live in right now. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And it's just, it, you know, you try and everyone's like, oh, just ignore it. And it's like, yes, I mean, you do ignore it. But at a certain point, there's like... The volume is so much where it's like, oh, it gets a little bit overwhelming. But Uh, yeah, I completely agree with that because you do like, okay, we'll ignore it. And then you get the when you don't ignore it, when you you know, when you go back at the one out of 400 Mm -hmm. and then everybody's like, well, why do you give them attention? Why don't you just ignore it? (laughs) If you knew the shit I ignore (laughs) and don't respond to, like you would be okay with this one person that I'm, you know, telling to to be quiet, especially, you know, if you have any. if you have any opinion, I would say if you have a political opinion on Twitter, but if you have an opinion about anything um, on matter. Twitter, there's a problem. So Speaking it really of that, matter. Matt, uh, <laughs> a big controversial you know, opinion topic is the male romper today. <laughs> and oh, my God. I know I'm in the minority. Man, I'm in the you minority are. on this. I You're don't ready. hate it. You're ready for it? I don't hate it. I listen. You're ready to romp? <laughs> it's, yeah, actually. Okay, so I was explaining – I was pitching to – uh, my friends earlier that I want to have a party on my roof called Romp the Roof, <laughs> <laughs> and listen, there's a time and a place for the male romper. And uh, Natalie, what do you, what are your thoughts on? I mean, her face is just like this is a no, nightmare. no, 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 <laughs> not at all. I mean, I have worn. I wouldn't say have I worn a romper. I don't think I owned a romper. I did have a jumpsuit. I just would nice. say that That's they're great. like, they're not practical. That <laughs> you was know, like my that's biggest concern. The, that's the issue and like i like the way they look you know it's fine if 
if you want to get in that, it's like at your own risk because they're not that comfortable. And like, obviously, when you need to go to the bathroom, it's just yeah, that's my you know kind it's, of a if, mess. Yeah, if you're hosting a party, I think it's okay. But I think uh, going out, out in the world, out in public, like I would never wear it to the Bleacher Report office. <laughs> really? I've no. seen Shocking. some of the stuff you wear, and that shocks me. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just gonna say if you know me well enough, especially when they take the control room shot during NFL Draft Live, you know some of the most absurd, ridiculous shirt. It gets worse over summer. Here's the thing that I found that I'm trying to do a story on, but I need the guy to email me back. Um, but, you know, Gronk has worn many onesies in his time. A romper and a onesie are more or less the same. It's they close. are variations on a theme. Um, <laughs> but I was doing a little research because I was like, how are we going to get into this, like, male romper story, as it were? And looking at Gronk, and he got his onesie from former Patriot Stephen Ridley, who makes his own onesies. Big onesie fan. Because exactly. he, he was like that with the Jets, too. Right. So, so I'm trying to get him on the phone to talk about, like, how do you feel? Like, you did it before it was cool. We need and to now, make that happen. And now it's taking off. Cam Newton wore a male romper. Coachella. It wasn't a real romper, though. It was actually two pieces. See? They were just oh, the same okay. fabric. Oh. I have looked you, into this. this is, Matt, this is why we bring the experts on <laughs> to talk about the important stuff on Stick to Football, correct? It's amazing. I, you know where I come down on this. Where? Hard no. It's a hard pass. <laughs> well, like, completely. Look, like, on oh, my girlfriend, like a yes. a great mind to take this to the next level, to take a risk. Sometimes it's a situational-based outfit. Listen, <laughs> down the shore, or if I go back to Costa Rica, or if Romp the Roof comes true, <laughs> and I will let everyone know about Romp the Roof, <laughs> if it happens, I'm going to be so happy. Just so I want happy. you to wear one to my birthday party. Well, That's all dude, I want in life. Well, right you're a now. hater, your so, now, so now I'm not going to do it, because apparently it's not cool out in the Midwest. Is your birthday during the summer or not? Yeah, it's in it's like six weeks he could totally and it's going to be 115 oh, here God, so see that's time I, are, but see okay if it gets too hot you're not going to want to be in something that you can't get in and out of easily i'm just putting that out is, there you'll get like so sweaty and it's not it's not the wave so we got to do we'll do back-to-back controversial topics on sick of football <laughs> not only the male proper right. but matt had a big day today um <laughs> i don't think natalie's ever been to an arby's but so matt, you guys don't have them uh so. No, no we we do in the northeast. There's actually oh, one near. Is there on the west coast? Uh-huh. Yeah, there was one oh. near my house growing up in Seattle. I just have never been. W- wisely by choice, <laughs> Matt. How did the big Arby's test go today? You went off the grid for a while, so I was getting nervous. I did. Well, I'll, I'll offer some backstory first. Um, I think I think my daughter came home with Arby's like, uh, like a week ago, and I was like, savage "How do you eat move. that trash?" Such a savage move. She's like, "It was on the way home. I was starving, and so I'm like, okay." whatever and it, it just i couldn't let go of it so i tweeted i can't trust anyone who willingly eats at arby's just thinking daughter <laughs> right I, I don't i don't trust her she's she's a communist and so <laughs> it exploded arby's starts tweeting me trying to get me to come to atlanta Whoa. to their test kitchen they start liking tweets in opposition of my take and it was just like this 9:30 at night after a couple beers tweet you know as happens often and it became a thing, so I, I talked to the people at Arby's and said, you know what, I'm going to come through today. I'll pick up some Arby's, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. So I, I made some ground rules last night. One of them was that I whatever the number one is on your combo menu, I figure that's what you're most proud of. So I was just that's what I'm ordering. I don't care what it is. That's what I'll get. So interesting, man. Yeah. I, hope it wasn't, I hope it wasn't the pork, the pork belly sandwich it was that I see not, on TV every thirty seconds. Not. Thank God it was not. It was a, a brisket sandwich, okay. which 
and it was okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought I it was going to be. I just can't um, Here's the thing, though. Everyone told me, like, oh, the, the curly fries are so good, so good. They were awful. Like, they were, <laughs> they were the worst fries I've ever had. Like, it, wow. And, like, I li- Connor has been here where I live. It's a, it's a town of about 50,000 people, but it's, like, anchored by two interstates. So it's all fast food. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting by, like, a Wendy's and a Brahms and, like, places, like, I wanted to go get some good fries and eat them with this pretty decent – brisket sandwich so i'm still not i'm not a convert but it was it was better than i expected i ate it about an hour ago though and i'm really starting to worry about how long we are recording today um, (laughs) i think that's the danger with rvs it's not even so much the taste it's the hours afterwards that you need to that's what i'm not looking forward to Yeah. yeah i think you set the bar low too going into it i've had rvs before uh, it's probably been 20 years, and I'm 25, so think about that. <laughs> so, number one, I didn't eat it by choice. I was with my my dad. <laughs> and, and number two, I mean, yeah, it's – listen, it's not great, but it's it's fine. I mean, it's definitely low on the uh, the fast food chain, which with the rest of fast food, it's all low on the chain. But, uh, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. Um, okay, I mean, Natalie – They're going to send you, like, five – like. Five hundred dollars gift yeah, certificate to Arby's. And Matt, they're just oh, gonna yeah. make you come back there and try to test their fries out every time. Yeah, um, whatever we have to do to get a sponsorship on this podcast, we're gonna do it. Listen, I'll I don't know if you quite reach sponsorship level. You would have needed to be like Arby's is the best restaurant I've ever been to. Stick but. to football presented by the pork belly sandwich that yeah. scares the shit out of me every time I see it on TV. I'm like, God, uh, Natalie's gonna stick around with us for draft on draft. We have so many good questions today. But before we take the break, uh, you know, we want to hear what can we expect from you. And you gave us a little sneak peek already of what we hope oh, you can well, do with the onesies. Fingers crossed. But coming weeks and throughout the summer. Um, let's see. I don't even know. There's like a long list of stuff. One thing I would really love to cover, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly how, is um, the international like women's football championships, like women's tackle football, not like lingerie football league, but like you know full pads, whatever. It's happening in British Columbia, and like Team USA, obviously undefeated. This is the third time it's happened. Um, but I'm trying to go out there and cover it, and that's one thing I'm really excited about. It's such a interesting world and obviously like these women aren't doing it for the money you know like most of, of the time they have to like raise money to play <laughs> you know um but it's like they care that much about football that they're like even though they're adults and women with like separate lives and whatever and they jobs like, and kids most of the exactly time. Yeah. like they go out and do it and they're like beating people up on the field and killing the game and it's just like i am really hoping to tell that story so that's one one of the big things I'd like to tell, to cover. That'll be awesome. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back for Draft on Draft. All right, we are back for the closing segment and my favorite segment of the Stick to Football podcast, and that is Draft on Draft. And it's awesome that Natalie's sticking around with us. Um, hopefully there's enough beer in that office to go around and you guys get to uh, enjoy. We have a lot of questions today, so you might have to sip them pretty slow. So I'm ready to get this started, Connor. I'm going to, I'm going to pop a top and, and fire away, man. All right, let's do it. First question. Who will step up and become an elite quarterback in their third year? I love the old elite (laughs) hashtag Uh, elite. Yeah. Winston or Mariota. That question is from wow. I'm going to let, our guest take this one first. Oh man, Winston Pressure's or on. Mariota, both or neither. 
Oof. I don't know. That's a. I feel like Marcus Mariota's kind of been flying under the radar for a while yes. now. Like He's excellent last year. Yeah. Quietly excellent, which per- fits in perfectly. Cause yeah, because that's just his guy. vibe. Yes. It's like I'm the nice guy who's out here being a quarterback. I mean. I don't want Jameis Winston to win just for personal reasons, but yeah. I do think like he's been improving and like he's going to have so many good weapons this year. It's going to be hard for him not to succeed. Yes. So I'm going to go positive and say both, but I feel like Mariota has bigger challenges to overcome with the Titans <laughs> offense yes. um, than Jameis does. Like he's, I mean, if he can just like keep it together, it's all set up for him. Basically they got so much help. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's tough because Mariota's coming off the injury. Uh, even though they've invested, you know, getting Corey Davis with the fifth overall pick, they have a young offensive line. Uh, I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. Uh, I do think that I liked him better as a prospect, so maybe I'm still a little biased, but I think he has better tools and just the fact that he's not coming back off an injury. And, you know, we've seen uh, at the quarterback position, it usually takes guys about a year to just get back into the the norm of trusting the you know that leg to plan off of and to move. And so I, I see Winston as still being a little bit ahead of where Mariota is, but I'm with Natalie. I think they're both very, very talented players and two people we're going to be talking about for a really long time as top quarterbacks. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they cement themselves into the top 10 this year. I think um, – you just look at what both teams have done to help both of them. I mean, obviously, Deshaun Jackson and O.J. Howard for Jameis Winston. You look at Corey Davis at number five overall. Uh, I, I would probably take Mariota in this instance if I had to pick one just because – and I liked Winston better in that draft class, a lot better. But I, I just don't really fully trust the Bucks' offensive line right now. I think they got a little – you know, they got to go through some growing pains and – you know, that could that could definitely hurt Winston uh, this season, if anything can. But, all right, on to our next one. I love this question from Wine Guy. <laughs> his, tw- his Twitter name is literally Wine Guy, and the question's even better than his handle. Rank places to drink one through five. Home, at the bar, at a buddy's house, outdoors, or at a live event, like a concert or a game. Natalie, I'll let you take this one, too. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I mean, okay, it depends on the weather. But yes, fair. Let's say nice day. Yeah, I, yeah, nice day. Summer. I mean, outdoors has to be number one. Outdoor bar patio number two. Outdoor concert or what was it? It was like live, live event. event. Yeah. Okay, I'm just. We have to do outdoors versus indoors. If it's nice out, outdoors is always better. Yes, because 100%. it's just like everything tastes better outside, and also it's and lovely. And you can wear a male perfect. romper outside and just absolutely <laughs> crush oh, the scene. I'm not Could but shouldn't. <laughs> Not let it go. Lose yeah. a button or two. It's awesome. All right. We're really getting the visual <laughs> here. Um, but, yes. And then I would say for indoor rankings, let's go uh, live event first. Like, I, I, I'm, a mean, I'm a big music person, so got to go with the concert. Then I think home has a slight edge because, like, when you can sit on your couch and just, like, chill – you know, yeah. and also in New York, all the bars are really crowded, so yes. it can, and also very expensive. So home beats bar in that in New York specifically. I think in other places, the bar culture is a lot more low key, and drinks are cheaper, and there's more space to sit and be chill. But in New York, home over bar. God, West Coast people hate coming to New York. I swear, <laughs> that's not true. I love New York. I've been here for eight years almost. Oh wow! Okay, jeez. <laughs> I just love saying that. I say to Steven Nelson all the time, and he, he admits it. So, all right, Matt, what do you got? I'm going to go way out of left field here. I, I'm i going to say home, but knew, maybe I this is this because. Totally different. <laughs> this I is knew. the person I, in the w- Midwest, Midwest, though, line. So yeah, Midwest. I live in the Midwest. 
I have a my backyard is like a huge field. I mean, we have chairs, we have a fire pit. The beer is like a dollar fifty a beer to go buy it in the store, and, and you it's have super cheap too. And like, yeah, we have trees and a breeze. Yeah, well, and... so you live in heaven, okay? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So that's obviously better. Yeah. And <laughs> if you drink too much, you're already there to go to bed. There's it's no because we don't have I Uber, do like so that. yeah, it's like okay, I'm gonna go to sleep that. now. Our governor is just sign the bill, man, and we'll have Uber. So it, it hopeful. Um, I, I'm gonna say outdoor second, which is kind of home and outdoor, kind of the same for me. But like here, we have things called float trips where you literally just get in an inflatable and float down the river drinking beer and that's not bad that's pretty damn great our bars are good they're cheap they can be they can be empty they can be crowded and it just kind of depends what you're looking for like we have a spot where we go sit on a patio and drink beer on sundays and it's beautiful and i love it crucial yeah Yeah. being outside yeah i completely agree i I want buddy's house for um also this helps that 99 percent of my friends are single so it's like you're not contending with, you know, it's not, you're not walking into a family situation. It's like they all have bachelor pads. And then I went live event just because I hate paying $8 for a beer. So yeah, it's just, York, it's I'll do it, but I hate it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, that, I mean, that all adds up. Speaking of the floating trips, I've been spreading a rumor around the old office. So Bleacher Report, oh, half of the company moved to the new office and people like me and Natalie are, are at the old here, office. The old one, yes. Uh, so I've been slowly trying to get a rumor out that the new office has a lazy river on the first <laughs> floor. I got, I'm not going to name names. I got one vital person to fall for it and spread it throughout their department oh my God. in which they said, where did you hear that? And as soon as they heard it was from Connor, they didn't exactly believe the lazy river. Is Why the- specifically would you perpetrate that rumor? It's so ridiculous that like, Somebody has to think it's true. Like you, yeah, who, yeah, right. We have a basketball court. Why would we, we not have and a that's lazy not river? A rumor. That's the truth. The new office has a basketball court. Um, so that's what I have to say about your floating trips. <laughs> Hopefully, we can continue them on at Bleacher Report's new office. Yeah. See, if I did that, I would be so sunburned. Like that's. I'll the bring my thing. romper for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you could wear a romper on a floating <laughs> trip. This <laughs> is just so perfect. <laughs> the bathing suit romper. Uh, okay. That's uh, man. just a bathing suit. <laughs> That's so perfect. Um, uh, Okay, so for me, man, this is tough because since I've been in New York City, I grew up in like an hour north of here, so kind of the middle of nowhere. But and now I'm in New Jersey. My parents live down the shore. A little bit of everything. But uh, I guess since where I live now in Hoboken, I would go outdoors. Is just always the win when it's nice out for drinking. It's simple as that. Number two, I would say at the bar because Hoboken has such a good bar scene and if it was New York City no hard pass there are great bars in New York City but it's man, so much it's, money it's, it's you expensive can just, like, it's crowded spend, it's like it's absurd yeah it's it's almost hard to get drunk sometimes um, it is right it really <laughs> which can is be. healthy I guess but... yeah that's true uh third would be at home I mean just the comfort of being home Buddy's house is underrated. It's fourth for me, but it's underrated because you don't really have to worry about anything. Yeah. I know that sounds horrible. Yeah, no, you don't have to like, clean up after. It's like, man, I don't really have to clean up for once, which is great. The only reason live event is last is because it's like foreign territory, and when you're hammered in foreign territory, it it's just not always the greatest situation. It's <laughs> I guess like, it's degree, depends on the degree of drunkenness. Also. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> so if you're just having like a couple beers, obviously baseball game, that's a great environment. Um, but yeah, so that, that falls dead last for me, man. That we was should a good also one. mention that like you yeah. are single, so you're, 
your priorities are a little different. Word around so. the street, so yeah. that's why I if can do what yeah. I want. Like, All the single ladies like, tuning into like, the Stick to Football like, podcast. Yeah, like, like dress myself. <laughs> At Connor J. They're Rogers, like, if you're single. That's my other theory too. All these guys coming out and saying, "Oh, like the you know the guys can't wear a romper." Like that's probably just because they're scared their girlfriend, wife, or fiance is like, "No, you're not allowed to wear that," so that's their excuse. But. I can do what I want as a single <laughs> young male in New York at 25. So, um, anyways. Now right. I have to buy one for my Florida vacation just and not tell anyone. Wrong. And just not tell them. Down. And just be like, hey, I'm just coming out of the, the bedroom one morning wearing it. And people are just going to have to deal with it. I think this should happen. God. You've uh, converted him. These wow. are so good today. Uh, almost getting somewhat back to football, but not all the way. This one from Matthew Joe, dream cover athlete for Madden. I love that he said athlete. Can we just pick anyone? Doesn't have to be a football player. I know it's Madden, but Serena I said, Williams. Yes. Oh my God, Serena on the Madden cover, and you're just like, wait, what? So I like that answer. I need a minute to think about my, you know, perfect cover Madden person athlete. Person would be good too. I know. Like a <laughs> star. Person. That'd be so good. Oh my God. My favorite athlete, non-football athlete of all time is Barry Bonds. So I would I go with Barry that. Bonds. I love also just because it's like a huge <laughs> middle finger to everyone. Yes. And I think Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player that I've ever seen. So, I'm, you know, we can get into that topic next week if people want. Because I'm a huge Barry Bonds fan. I went on a wild um, rant about this in the kitchen. How The whole steroid era in baseball. I'll just save it for another day. But, yes, Matt, that keep it going. I love that one. Yeah. So yeah, Barry Bonds, all time, all time favorite baseball player, and and I say that as a Royals fan, you know, where like we've, but we haven't had any, you know, we haven't had good players except for the last five years, so it's hard to pick one. Natalie, um, I mean, aside from Serena, who should be on the cover of everything, uh, she's great. I mean, I gotta go, Marshawn. You know, yeah, keep it classic. That's you couldn't he's say. He's like, enough. he's my not guy. C Mike. Not well, I was going to say him. I was going to oh, say gosh. him, but then I knew I would get dragged. So I'm just going to go with Marshawn, who I also love. Maybe, probably more, realistically. But yeah, I was actually looking at Marshawn's Twitter today, just because it's a thing that I do. And on Mother's Day, he tweeted, <laughs> he was like, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms and grandmas and godmothers and aunts and even baby mamas. Parentheses, I don't have one. <laughs> That's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh. Just that everyone needs to know. I mean, it's just like, it seems like a thing where if you have to say it, you probably do, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you need to like make that clarification. <laughs> that is, it's like incredible. a perfect subtweet to Antonio Cromartie. You know, <laughs> oh my God! Which, like, congratulations. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteenth. That yeah. Is, the man is unstoppable <laughs> at this point. Just Clearly, well, three he posts had a vasectomy. Of a it's kids, unbelievable. That's know, hard. That's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Obviously, I just said it's hard to do. Like, it's really hard to do. Yeah. I saw an article today flow by my timeline that was like doctors explain how this could happen and i'm like no i'm not even gonna do this today like i just didn't even they didn't even get you me. you know to- what props to him somebody's got to do it you know be out there prove everybody wrong yeah they didn't even they didn't even get my click so <laughs> man i don't that's tough dream cover athlete for madden uh well i'll stick to football here god that was awful uh <laughs> nice so, that so was good. awful today uh wayne Corbett, because I mean, oh, he's yeah. the original. All these, you know, little white slot receivers now. White boy supreme. Yeah, white boy supreme, as we <laughs> say original. here at Bleacher Report. Shout out to Chris Sims. That is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Uh, Ryan Switzer, the next great one. But, yeah, Wayne Corbett. 
greatest jet. Well, not really, but. <laughs> so, so. Uh, all right. Keeping it moving. Let's see what we got here. We'll keep these fun today. Which quarterback is the Boulevard Wheat of the NFL from Jer Schmidt? Oh I would imagine God. that's what Jerry. That mean? So, Boulevard. Matt, you, you're taking this one. I'm not getting into the whole Boulevard I, Wheat breakdown. Go you for it, man. It. No, no, no. It's delicious. I could say that. So Boulevard, Natalie, is a Kansas City beer that probably like five or six years ago was really a regional thing and is now kind of taking over nationwide. And I am their ultimate fanboy, like to the point of, yeah. So and Boulevard Wheat's my favorite beer. So that's a really hard question, man. He almost got the logo tattooed on him. Whoa. It's, that it's is TBD. Commitment. It yeah. might happen. <laughs> yes. It, We're working out I mean, the I really details. like wheat beer, so I got to check it out. It's I'll, delicious. I'll sneak some to New York um, next time I come up for sure. Or they have it in New York. We'll just go find some. So I guess oh, just wow. to break this question down. Because uh, I feel like an underrated quarterback yes, whom I love. Yes, exactly. Like, awesome, but like not like – Oh, Tom Brady's the boulevard weed of right, the NFL. Yeah. Like, come on, let's be real here. Uh, my answer is Derek Carr. So I before I just want you know how fast I said that I didn't want any of you to Damn take it. it. I was yeah. just like, is yeah, he underrated though? Carr. I feel like after, yeah, last, after last season, year, people are still right. on to him. You're right. It's Kirk, Kirk Cousins might be the boulevard wheat of the NFL. I know everyone hates Kirk Cousins for whatever reason, but he is good. So you know, what? I'm gonna go Andy Dalton. Okay, like good enough to get you by <laughs> every game. A lot of people think he's average or that he's kind of wimpy. I actually loved Andy Dalton it's when he was look. coming out, too. Yeah, it's you can't look. be a ginger. It's the red hair. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard out here for gingers. Yeah. But, like, you can't dye it because then I'll be like, oh, that's weird. Like, that would be that's so funny if he dyed his hair. Oh like, if the Andy Dalton comes in, comes back from the offseason with black hair. And it's like, like dark, Brian Urlacher came Andy back Dalton. with hair. <laughs> That was yeah. sick of, I would, like goth Andy yes. Dalton. <laughs> sick of the, sick of the Bengals losing in the playoffs or not so making them. Funny. That would he should actually 100% he'll that. turn Andy Dalton. I'm pitching that. He needs to reinvent himself. Yes. What if we did a social moment? You know, like Andy Dalton with black hair. Yeah, like if they come out and New beat Andy the, if they come out and beat the Steelers this year, like that's the social moment yeah. right there. So, uh, man, uh, these are we've had like really good questions today that are we not are. Can fully I answer football. even though I haven't had yes. the beer? I am like campaigning for Tyrod Taylor right now. <laughs> uh, no, I like he that is a lot. My, yes. He Good is one. my guy who I'm like pushing for, and I don't think anybody gives him as much credit as he really deserves. Not even his just... own team. Exactly. It's so crazy that stuff they said this week. I was like, what is wrong with you? This guy has like the definition of a team friendly deal. He's making no money, and he's your starting quarterback, and he did pretty well last yes. year. Like, better than anybody really and gives he, him credit. He has for. very little help. Yes. It's the other thing. I like Tyrod. He's a cool guy too. That that's a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's that was perfect. All right, let's look through, see what we got. That's gonna be fun. Oh man. Hmm. Oh, I like so, this one. We could finish with. Um, oh, Matt, do you want to take the Josh Allen one? I was just gonna answer it really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go was, ahead, read it and answer. He it was up. really small. He was a late bloomer as far as growing. So the question is, why do so many major programs? Overlook Josh Allen, where has he improved at Wyoming? Eric Brown asked that. So Josh Allen is my QB1 for next year, and he was just a late bloomer. It's kind of like the Carson Wentz story where he was a small kid. Uh, football wasn't even really his first sport. I think baseball and basketball were. And he just kind of grew late in, in the process and 
not very many schools came around on it and not very many schools at that time were offering a scholarship. You have to remember quarterbacks get offered as like freshmen and sophomores. So by the time he had really grown, it was to a point where no one wanted to take him on. So he's, he's in a good spot at Wyoming. He, he has some things he has to work on this year though. No, that's great background info. And it's so interesting when these quarterbacks come out of the blue, because you have people asking, like, hey, why didn't I hear about this guy before this year? And that was the thing with Mitch Trubisky this year. Like, oh, well, right, he, couldn't, he couldn't win the starting yeah. job. And it was just like, oh, I haven't heard of him. It's like, well, it's not always that simple, I think. So, um, you know, speaking of two guys that everyone's known forever is Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott. This one from Thaddeus Brown. Can Leonard Fournette repeat Ezekiel Elliott's season last year even with a bottom 10 offensive line? That is – uh, that's a that's a hard no for me. I don't know how you guys feel. I just think that those expectations are insane. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's like the Cowboys O line. <laughs> like that was like yes. why he and Dak were able to even it's do match anything. Made in heaven. Like yes, it was match made in heaven. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I don't see any way. I mean, what did he rush for? Like sixteen hundred yards last year and fifteen touchdowns. Crazy. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way. And um, you love Fournette as much as I anyone, love Fournette, but I mean, there's no way because Dak. And Dez and Witten and even Terrence Williams, like they had so many people taking you couldn't just focus on Zeke. And the offensive line is great, and that's not gonna happen in Jacksonville. And now, they no got, way. now they got White Boy Supreme, Ryan Switzer. So <laughs> that's true. Oh, it's, so look yeah. out, everyone. <laughs> Time to be a Cowboys <laughs> fan. Out. Okay. Um we could we'll take one more here. Who what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Which rookie quarterback do you think has the best chance of starting? Week one from Jacob Infante. Uh, this is easy for me. It's Deshaun Watson, yeah. and I know they're saying that Tom Savage could open the season as the starter, but how many times – I mean, Natalie, how many times do we, we hear this every single offseason? The coaches come out and say, oh, he's got to win it's the job. It's a quarterback job. competition. Yeah, we're yeah. here to compete. And I mean, it's, like, it's okay. the Dak Prescott thing all over again. Like, oh, well, who knows? Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, just – it's absurd. So um, it's an easy pick for me. I think that's the only Watson. real answer. Right? Yeah. I mean, we – you would have I mean, to be Matt, insane. It's yeah. not going to be Mahomes. No, not going to be Mahomes. And obviously, the, the the dark horse of it all, and I don't think it's going to happen because he's got a long ways to go, would be Deshaun Kaiser starting in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that should not happen. Who is going to start in but Cleveland? It could. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, maybe Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> maybe, so. maybe. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it would be such a strange. I mean, the Texans are confusing in general, but like it would be, <laughs> it would be dumb if they didn't do that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, Matt, any final thoughts from you? Uh, same as always. Just make sure you subscribe, subscribe. rate, review, follow at Stick to Football. Um, we almost have fifty. Uh, ratings and that's my goal for this week is to get over 50 so awesome. keep helping us out and we have some awesome guests coming up too uh continuing our streak of awesome guests so um what adam schefter is going to be on with us Yay. next week uh jason awesome. kander is going to be on in june daniel jeremiah is going to be on with us in june like uh I, i've talked to some people like getting leonard fournette on soon yep. so we our guest list is has been kick-ass it's going to continue to be kick-ass so even though there's not football happening right now we're still going to have really really great people on yeah natalie thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me. yeah it was awesome having you on uh another awesome week here at bleacher report with stick to football we will be back next week as you heard with adam schefter all right we'll catch you guys then